1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Gators out today. It's a Monday. Champ and Chump. Get those votes in. 2485 3997 uh, It's a day that uh, people are not quite sure what to make of their football team here in Detroit. Look, uh we've had all kinds of solutions suggested from get a new quarterback to complete philosophical changes. Uh look, you know, I think the probably the most prudent approach would be look at the how you got to win 17 of the last 22 games and try and figure out how to get back at back to that form. And the fact is They've got the personnel in-house to do things like beat Kansas City. They've beaten teams that are lined up and competing for playoff spots. And uh, I still think they got a shot to be the three seed, win the division, host a playoff game. And if you look at the teams they're going to be playing, look, they can't play poorly and beat Minnesota or Green Bay or Atlanta or New Orleans. Those are all teams that could be the first-round playoff opponent. They've beaten three of those four, and they'll have a chance to beat Minnesota. But you can't play. I mean, look, they, <laughs> they played poorly yesterday, and they haven't been a well-oiled machine in a few weeks here. But we should have seen this coming a little bit. I don't think we spent enough time warning people when things were going really well. Hey, we'd mention it. Long season, things change. But it feels like uh, we're a little bit quick here, and understandably so. Panic in Detroit.
2: You know, what seems weird, Doug. Is whenever they lose, and they haven't lost back-to-back games all year. And you're, you know, it's good. Good of you to point that out. So yep. It hasn't gone completely downhill. They just look pretty. They look very beautiful. Beatable the last four games, right? And they've lost two of those games. Yep. Dan Campbell seems to always say, "Hey, we got to clean up this mistake, or, or you know, we got to focus back in this." Is there a focus issue where it kind of just has to reset, where they just can't continually stay focused? It seems like the last month.
1: I think it's really hard to do it. I mean, because here's the deal. The variance in the way teams show up from Sunday to Sunday is pretty great. Like, there are teams that will look great one week, bad the next. You know, how does that happen? I don't know. I think it's incredibly difficult to do. And and the fact that they haven't lost back-to-back games is pretty important, and it increases the sense of urgency for Saturday night. That's for damn sure. Because their last six losses have been followed by a win. And in fact, this is the first time they haven't gone on a winning streak after a loss. You know, we we pointed out over the stretch of play, when they lose, they come back and get on a winning streak until now. Now they've lost two or three. And so, yeah, they've, they've been placed on the Russian front here a little bit. It's a different test for Campbell and for all the coaches and for leadership, but there's no reason to believe that they can't turn. Look, when they were one and seven... And turn their season around that's a lot harder than turning this around two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven John you're next on ninety seven one the ticket hi John
2: hi how you doing guys doing good <laughs> well i think uh you know, as far as overreacting, I think the people that are saying we need another quarterback um we need we need more players I think it was collectively just a, a bad a bad game. I mean, the plays there was some bad play calling um what I mainly called for was to point some of the blame on Dan Campbell because he said if they would have won the game, it was a they played they played a good football game. Had we won the game no, they didn't. I don't know what game he was watching. You know they didn't play any football in the second half um, and and you know, I think the energy and the momentum going into the second half, was to blame for it. And I, I don't think he's tough enough on the sidelines. I don't think he's tough enough on the refs. I mean, that intentional grounding yesterday was, I, I mean, that was intentional grounding. Fields didn't attempt to throw the ball until he was wrapped. So I don't know how throwing it in the back of a offensive lineman's calf is, you know, just you know, missing your target. There was no target. So
1: it's interesting about
2: that is uh, Typically I would see
1: a, you know, the coaches don't get officials to change their mind, but the one call that it feels like you can lobby and get is intentional grounding because intentional grounding are like there. That's like a penalty grenade. The pin gets pulled when the ball gets delivered, then the refs start talking. They look around and they drop the flag 25 seconds later. So I think you might be right on that one. Now I don't know that he's not tough enough. I could tell you word from the inside is coach was hot yesterday after the game. And we'll see how they respond this week. You know, he seems to have more often than not pressed the right buttons coming out of the halftime locker room isn't always their strength. And yet, you know, yesterday it was weird because it falls on. They got a coach on the staff that people think is going to be head coach. One of the hottest names in the game and Ben Johnson. And their offense came out in the second half and went three and out, three and out, three and out, two and out, four and out. And they were less than nine minutes to go in the game before they got their first first down of the second half. And so this is the, the one coach that they have that's clearly a hot property in this league whose offense coming out of the halftime locker room, whatever adjustments that he was in charge of, didn't really work out. Now, I'm not saying Ben Johnson's a bad coach because he's not a bad coach. He's clearly... A very, very good offensive coordinator. Did he perhaps have a bad day at the office? Maybe even just a bad half?
3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: But at this point, I give him the chance to turn it around. 248-539-9797. Randy, you're next. What's up, Randy.
0: Hey, what's up, Doug? Uh, I've been listening for about the past two hours, and I just want to say you are an absolute saint, man, for putting up with some of
1: this call. <laughs> hey, we're having fun, right, Randy?
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. Uh, I wanted to get my uh, champ and chump vote. Uh, champ is, of course, Otani, because anybody who makes $700 million on a weekend yeah. has to be your champ. Yep. Um, I obviously haven't made it yet, but uh, my chump is actually going to be Ben Johnson.
4: Um,
0: I don't know what's changed, but it seems to me, you know, the rush is coming up the middle. You roll your quarterback out. I I know Goff isn't Jalen Hurts, but they had some decent success with rollouts, you know, throughout Johnson's tenure. And I didn't see any of that yesterday. Um you know, none of the direct snaps to Montgomery. Some of the stuff they were doing that just kind of kept the defense on their toes. It felt like as the game went on more and more, the Bears were just pinning their ears back and, and doing whatever they wanted to on defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what their game plan was. And I don't, you know, like I say all the time, I'm not a coach. I don't claim to know what the, the game plan should have been. But what they did didn't really work I to uh, you know, probably their best, excuse me, their worst half of football all season long offensively. You know, they they just didn't move the chains at all. Now, there were things like false starts that got them behind the sticks. They didn't protect the quarterback as well as they had. They actually ran the ball reasonably well. And when Goff was given time, he had some pretty tight windows that he fit the ball into. And the interceptions, I don't care. When it's fourth and forever, you're throwing it up for grabs a little bit. Those weren't particularly consequential. Um, fumbled snap, you know, the the color commentator on TV said, oh, the ball got – it was a hesitant snap by Glasgow. Let's just say that, you know, even if it is a backup center, you always expect to get the quarterback center exchange correct. Um, you know, the, and I think Golf would probably tell us that. When we talk tomorrow, 248-539-9797. Let's go to Rich next on 97. Want to take it? Hi, Rich.
4: What's going on, guys? How are we doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm not uh, panicking um, at all. The Lions are much improved. They're having a good season. They were going to lose some games. Um, that was coming. Uh, but a couple of things to me. They got to stop coming out of half uh, halftime looking like the Pistons. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, you got to, uh, the other teams are making adjustments, and you have to make adjustments. Um, this thing with this offensive line, I mean, it's just so clear that if if Jared Goff is protected, he's a different guy than he is when he's not. And to come back in a year where they had tie he didn't play any last year, Harley, and they brought him back to do this same act again this year. That's a mistake. Out of all of the good things that Brad Holmes uh, has done, um, it seems that people have a problem calling him out when he makes mistakes, and that's just a part of the job. That was another mistake, uh, like not beefing up the D-line. Um, the two lines are two of their strongest points as a team. And and allowing Vitae to come in and and what is he going to wind up playing four out of seventeen games? I mean it's ridiculous. Well, he would and have been he, he
1: would have been close to a nine million dollar cap hit had they cut him, and then they did go out and sign somebody that was a, you know an ample replacement in Glasgow who now has has to snap the ball because of the injury of Rag. I think that they made for. They went with a backup plan if Vitae didn't work out, and it would have been more expensive to cut him than to keep him. Is my guess as to why they did that?
4: Well, any any game where they're playing, uh, when you see two of the, uh, the O-linemen not playing, and you see that, when you see the Kobe dude, <laughs> you, you, it's going to be a rough day at the office. Um, the, the backups, the other backups that they have, they just don't measure up. But last but not least on my call, um, the reason, there was a, a text that came in and said people were tricked. They feel tricked. Now, they were tricked by the media. They kept talking Super Bowl and deep playoff runs. Detroit fans learned this. When your GM of your basketball, baseball, or football team uh, tells you with a, a kind of a low on the cheap offseason or no moves at the trade deadline, they're telling you one of two things. We're not good enough to win or I'm not ready to spend enough money for us to win. All
1: right, thanks. We're short. We're way past the break. I don't think they had a cheap off season. We don't know the full story at the trade down. I probably never will. I doubt that Brad Holmes had his feet on the table, not working on anything, but I didn't pull off a major move. That's for sure.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?